So we've been in this series called Live Love, and some of you are wondering why we are still in the series. And there's a reason why we're still in this series. And today, as we pull it all together and we close down this series, I hope you'll get a sense of why we think this kind of series, talking about love, is so very important. Now, just to kind of catch us back up and remind us of where we've been on the journey, we don't want to be a people who just talk about love and who tell other people that we might love them. We actually want to do something about the love that we're choosing in this life. We want to, we want to be people who don't just say certain things. We want to live it out in very practical ways. The second thing, we've been tracking with this concept of love from the Old Testament into the New Testament. And in the Hebrew Scriptures, so at the beginning of the Bible for the Jewish people, uh, the concept uh, the, the, or the word was ahava. And this was the, the idea of love, which then Jesus would have said rachma. You want to say, that's a cool word just to say, rachma. Yeah, that's Arabic, and that's what Jesus would have spoken in the first century. And then it was translated agape, which is probably the word most of us have, have heard when it comes to love. Agape was written in Greek, ancient Greek, and it was Jesus' first followers who were trying to communicate what Jesus was, was focused on and what he continued to teach and, and live was this agape. And the idea was to seek the well-being of others without expecting anything in return. Now, seniors who are graduating... And all of us, really. But for seniors who are graduating, I think today is an incredible way to, to wrap up your time and, and to remember what is most important in this world. And that is love. It's the most important pursuit any of us can, can be on. Is, is to understand, to experience love, and then to share that same kind of love with others to be a people of love. In, in this world, we are living in a very divided, tense time. And the answer to that is, is simply love. I mean, it's what Jesus believed would change the world, was the concept of love. And it's why we keep coming back again and again. Now, you guys have been awesome at engaging in our missions projects this month. We've put them before you, and you all have been signing up, registering, and jumping in. You've been filling up most of the opportunities. This week, here are your opportunities to jump in and fill them up. You, Mom, read to me on Tuesday. And what we do is we simply go down to this transitional home for women and children. Uh, the women get to spend some time in some development classes, and we simply read to the kids. Super easy uh, opportunity and experience. That one is almost full. Uh, so if you want to jump in, uh, sign up today, register today. Thursday, Midwest Food Bank, we'll go down and pack some meals. And uh, those meals will either stay here in the United States to go to those who uh, are food insecure, or they'll go overseas. They won't let us know until we actually pack the meals. Saturday, Desert Mountain High School cleaning project. Um, we called Desert Mountain and said, hey, we, we want to we help just pick up trash and clean. And Desert Mountain said, we don't understand what you mean. And we're like, well, we wanted to just bring some people and walk the campus and pick up trash. And they said, yeah, can you, can you help us? Like, like, what does that mean? And we're like, we... We'd like to just, and they, and, and, and they kept saying, well, what, what, what do we need to provide to you? And we're like, nothing. We just want to show up. We want permission. That's all we need. And they're like, now, can we go over this one more time? <laughs> Some of you who are graduating from Desert Mountain are like, yeah, I get it. It's... <laughs> anyway, um, 
and then Saturday, Streetlight USA. I think Streetlight is here today. We, a number of these partners are actually hanging out with us today, so you can interact and meet them. They're out in the lobby after the service. And then Mana House, which stands for Marine, Army, Navy, Air Force. It's a, it's a, um, a transitional home for veterans who are in this difficult moment in life. And on Saturday, we're going to feed them dinner and sit and talk and hear stories. It's great. And then next Monday, pancakes. And there's exclamations because pancakes, you can, if you like, can flip the pan, it's awesome. We're going to have a good time flipping pancakes and serving down there on Memorial Day. Um, so jump into these opportunities. They're great ways to love other people in practical, practical ways. Now, um, as I said, many of our partners are going to hang out after the service in the lobby. So we're going to give you time uh, to go out and, and maybe ask some questions about these opportunities, but ways that you can continue to be involved. Um, I want to tell you a story today uh, that Jesus tells near the end of his ministry. So when we get to the end of the book of Matthew, uh, I think the stories that we find that Matthew wants us to, to hear and understand are, are like the most important, some incredibly important lessons from Jesus. Now, uh, for those of you who are in school, you know, you get to the end of a semester and you have like that semester test and you, you raise your hand and you always want to know, is this going to be on the test? Like, is this, do I need to know this? Because if I don't need to know it, I really at this point don't care anymore. I just want to know what's on the test I want to get through. Are there any students in the room that understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I did that all the time. Is this going to be on the test? If it's not, I, I just don't even care. You don't even have to say it. Um, so we get to the end of the teachings of Jesus and it's like, this is what's on the test. Which means we should perk up a little. Like for Jesus, what, what is the culmination? Now, a little context. As we, as we enter these, these last days of Jesus, he begins to tell a series of stories almost about the end of time. And the, the first little piece is the story, it's called the parable of the talents. Have you ever heard of the parable of the talents? And the concept of this story, and this isn't the story we're going to talk about, but I'm going to tell you about it real quick because it sets up the story we're going to talk about. Is that confusing? Are you with me still? I'm sorry. My son's graduating. There's just a lot going on up here. Anyway, um, so the parable of the talents, this, this man who has a lot entrusts to each of his workers, his servants, a certain amount, and then he leaves, and when he returns, he calls to account what he's given to them. And what's he expecting? A return, a higher return than what he's invested. So he's, he's wanting to know, have you invested what I've given you? And I think what Jesus wants us to understand is that God has given each one of us certain gifts in our life, and he expects that we don't bury those gifts, but that we actually use them for good in this world. Now, that's a sermon in, in itself, is it not? Like, you have been given certain gifts in your life. And you have the opportunity to either take those and invest them for the good of the world and God's kingdom, or you can bury the talents that you've been given. Now, that's a message for our seniors, too. You have certain gifts, and there are so many different kinds of gifts. Like, there are some of our seniors who are graduating, um, some of the most brilliant artists I've ever seen, like incredible artwork that you're producing. And Chloe, wherever, I mean, incredible design. I mean, it's, it's just so cool to see that. That is a gift that God has given you, and he's placed within you, and he, he wants you to invest it for the good of the world. 
And so Jesus is giving us this picture, and he's saying it to each of us. You've been given something. You can use it or you can bury it. And one day, he's going to call to account what we've been given. And then he gets to this story. It says this, when, when he finally arrives, and he's talking about him, himself, the son, the son of man, when he finally arrives, blazing in beauty and all of his angels with him, the son of man will take his place on his glorious throne, and then all the nations will be gathered before him. Now, in my mind, I try to picture this, which is incredibly difficult, but the concept that Jesus is painting is that somehow, like, out of the clouds, some of the first Christians talked about this, this out of the clouds, like he will come blazing with angels and brilliance and beauty, and he'll be on this incredible throne. And it says that all the nations will be gathered before him. So if you can imagine a mass of people bigger than you've ever seen in your life, like all the nations gathered before him. And in the Greek, that word that's translated all, it means all. Like, there's no loss of translation here. It's like everyone who exists, who is every, like everything gathered before Jesus. Now, do you see this as a grand moment? Like, this is a big deal. Like, everyone in front of Jesus in this moment. And so, like, this causes me to wake up a little bit. And... <laughs> that wasn't supposed to happen, but that was awesome. I wish that was in the first service. Then we could actually do it on purpose in the second service. Anyway, so then it says that Jesus will sort out the people, much like a a shepherd sorts out sheep and goats. Now, for us, there's this little uh, cultural disconnect. Like, what does that mean, like a shepherd separates sheep from goats? Well, during the day when when a shepherd would lead animals out to, to pasture, they would all graze together. So sheep and goats would all be mixed in on the hillside. But at night, when when the shepherd would kind of corral them back together, he would have to separate them because they needed to be in the same kind at night together because of the ways they needed to stay warm and huddle together. So sheep and and goats needed to be separated at night. Does that make sense at some level? And so that's the picture that that he's painting. And it says this, that sheep will be to his right and goats... To his left, well done in your seat selection this morning. I'll just do this. To his right are the sheep. To the left, the band, the goats. So he'll, he'll sort the people out like a shepherd's uh, sheep to his right, goats to the left. Then he will say to those on his right, enter you who are blessed by my father. Take what's coming to you in the kingdom. It's been ready for you since, since the beginning. Now, I, I want you to maybe try to capture, like, how this would feel. To, to, to have given yourself to something, and at the culmination of whatever that is, maybe it's like 12 years of school, something like that, and, and then to get to the end and someone to say, well done and welcome home. To be on a long journey, to, to, be, to be lost and to find your way to a place where someone says, welcome home with their arms 
wide open. And you've never felt like you belonged before, but all of a sudden, you're like family. Like this, this picture that, that Jesus is painting is this unbelievable acceptance, invitation, and welcoming into God's kingdom, which will never end. And so if you're like me, you're like, how do you get there? Like what's on the test? Like what is it that gets me to that place where I can be on the, the right of Jesus and, and, and be a sheep? How, how do we get there? And here, here it is for Jesus. You ready? I mean, this is it. Like this is like what he wants us to. I was hungry. And you gave me something to eat. And I was thirsty and, and you gave me a drink of water. I didn't have a place to stay and you invited me in. I was cold and, and you gave me some, some clothes. I was sick and you stopped by to visit. I, I was in prison and you came in to be with me. What, I mean, what else is on the test? I mean, and, and they, they, they answered, like the, the sheep like looked at Jesus in the story and they said, like, Jesus, when did we ever see you hungry and give you food? Or when did we ever see you thirsty or, or without clothes or homeless? Like, Jesus, that never happened. Like, we don't ever remember that. And, you know, Jesus, um, he says this. And I almost see him with, like, a smile on his face and say, saying, whenever you did it for one of these, pointing to the whole of the crowd that has been gathered before him, whenever you've done it for, for one of these, it's like you did it for me. Are you with me? Like whenever you did it for, for your neighbor or the person down the street or uh, outside your office or driving through downtown Phoenix or, or whatever, whenever you did it for one of these, it's like you did it for me. Well done. And welcome home. And then he'll say to those on his left, the goats, depart from me, for I never knew you. And if you're like me, you're like, what's, what's that? Like, how do I get in that group? Because I don't want to be in that group. And they ask, well, like, what's going on with this, Jesus? And he says, when I was hungry, you didn't give me anything to eat. When I was thirsty, nothing to drink. And they'll say, but Jesus, like, I never, if I would have seen you, like, I know who you are. If I would have seen you, I would have I done it. I would have given you something to drink. I would have given you some clothes. I would have given you a blanket. I would have helped out if I would have known if I would have known, if I would have known, I would have done that. And Jesus says, well, whenever you didn't do it for one of these, you ignored me. And here's the unbelievable tie that Jesus continually wants us to understand in this world today, is that whenever we treat the people around us a certain way, it's how we're treating Jesus Whenever we treat the people we come in contact with a certain way, it's as if that is how we're treating Jesus himself. And you might be someone who says, but what about a prayer? Like, I thought the prayer was the main thing. Like, I was taught or, you know, there was this moment and I thought that prayer was what was, you know, the thing that would be on the test. And, like, he doesn't even mention the prayer at this point in the scriptures, which is weird because... The prayer tends to be the main thing. And listen, um, the prayer is super important, 
and a defining moment is super important. But if that defining moment and if that prayer doesn't lead you to love people in a certain way, you have to ask yourself, did the prayer actually mean anything? Are you, are you still with me? Like if, if I am not willing to love people the way Jesus challenges me to love people, then I'm not sure I ever prayed a, a, a significant prayer to follow him in the first place. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. It's the simplest of things that move us in the direction of Jesus and help us stay close to him. It's not the things we usually think it is. Uh, A couple years ago, uh, at the National Prayer Breakfast, they invited someone to speak, which is interesting to me, um, Bono. They invited Bono to speak at the National Prayer Breakfast, and he's Irish. Anyway, um, he, like what he said, every time I hear it and every time I read it, I'm just like, I get the chills a little bit because I think what he said is so true and applicable to what, what we're talking about in the series. This is what he says, God may, may well be with us in the mansions on the hill. And then he said, I sure hope so. He may well be with us in all manner of controversial stuff. Maybe, maybe not. And we have some controversial stuff going on in our world right now, don't we? He says, you know, God may be with us in those things. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But, but the one thing we can all agree on, all faiths, all ideologies, is that God is with the vulnerable and the poor. God is with them. He's in the slums and he's in the cardboard boxes where the poor play house. God is in the silence of a mother who has just infected her child with a virus that will end both of their lives. God is in the cries heard under the rubble of war. God is in the debris of wasted opportunities and wasted lives. And God is with us if we are with them. Mm. I mean, Scripture makes clear that God is with the brokenhearted. I think that was the verse of the day today. That God is with the brokenhearted. He is with the poor. He is with the vulnerable. He is with the marginalized. And he may well be with us in all manners of things, but he is with them and he will be with us when we are with them, when we don't ignore them. Are you still with me today? Yeah. And that's why a series like this is so important because this is so close to the heart of Jesus. And if we don't ever become this kind of a church that loves like this, which we are becoming, then we're missing the point of the faith. Um, Now, the challenge here is that love is not a checklist. Because we could take a list like that, like hungry, thirsty, without clothes, and make a checklist. Any any, uh, type A list people in the room? Come on. You know, and you probably started to write it down when we put it up there. Like, okay, I'm, I need to at least find somebody who's hungry and feed them. I need to find, like, it's, but, but, but love is not a checklist, is it? Love is a, is a call to see those who are in need and then respond in the ways that we can. So here's what we're doing today that we've never done before. Ryan's going to join me. Ryan is our, our missions pastor, and uh, he's done a great job this month putting all this together with his team, his volunteer team. Um, so he had this crazy idea 
and uh, it worked in the first service. Yeah. Now, yeah. They, they were a little slow. I think we can yeah. break the world record in our time together. Um, can you give us a little idea of what we're going to do for the yeah. next five, ten minutes? More or less. We'll see. Um, see how fast you are. So um, we are today, we're going to be packing um, these care kits, care packs, things um, to send down to St. Vincent de Paul uh, and give them to hand out to uh, the homeless that they work with uh, or the homeless that they come in contact with and that they see. And so um, it works so well in the first service that I'm anticipating something to go wrong in this one. So just a heads up uh, with that one. So please prove me wrong. Um, when, and when we talked about this, you know, we didn't know what kind of engagement we would have through the month. Right. We did know some people would just not sign up to do anything. Yeah. And we felt like this would be the way to trick you into right. doing something. Yeah. So if that's you, ha! <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> now we thought it would be, we talk about it. And again, we can talk about love every Sunday. But if we actually don't do anything when we're together, then are we really experiencing this? And so we thought right. this is a great way to, to do it. So yeah. um, our, the homeless in our city during the summer months uh, have it really tough. And so we want to help out. You guys have brought a ton of water, which is awesome. We'll yeah. take that down and, and distribute that. And then we're going to distribute these packs. Right. Now, um, we have some leaders in the room who didn't even know they were leaders. Right. So, yeah, if you sat next to a stack of boxes, you are my line leaders. So don't line mess this up. Okay. On the edge. All right. I have a lot of faith in you. And Luke Webb. since I left, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's now you. <laughs> Um, and so what's going to happen, you're going to take one box at a time. Um, they, they were at one point today in order, not so much anymore. Um, and but so the, the top the, one is the in top order. Box, the top box is in order. And so you're going to take the top box and you're going to take the item out of it, which will be, don't move yet, which will be this Ziploc bag. You'll take a Ziploc bag out of the box and then you'll pass the box down. Everybody take at least one Ziploc bag. At least one, yeah. Um, and then you'll go to your second box and third box and so on and so on. Um, in the first service, we talked through each item that was next. This one we won't. We'll just say the next box because... They're out of order. They're all out of order, right. But, um, each, but each item is, is one of the needs that St. Vincent right. de Paul, they, they tell us these are the things that are needed by the homeless. So there's uh, toothbrush, toothpaste, there's... Uh, uh, body wash, there's uh, chapstick, which is interesting, but they need that in the summer when they don't have uh, yeah. uh, areas that they can stay dry. There's lotion, there's all kinds of stuff in yeah. here. And so here's what we're doing. We want you all to finish the project with us. And so we packed about 500 in the first service. Yeah. This is the rest. And we're yeah. getting to 1,000 today. 1,000 is the number today. So, yeah. Woo. Yeah, yeah. So here's... Here's something really cool that we didn't, we didn't say in the first service. Um, Two-year-olds and up are doing this. So this is happening yeah, in, the like, room. the early adolescent or early child care area for the elementary school kids. And so everyone's doing this, which is so awesome. So go ahead. I hear some boxes moving. Go ahead and get started. Go ahead started. and do it. And then yeah. um, when you've packed one of the bags, there are big bins in the middle of the aisles. This is where the bags go. And now you can cue the music. Tony? Yep. Okay. Yep, that's just your stack. And then you guys, yeah. So you'll just go this way. And you guys are coming coming down. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no. I don't know. No, they're right here. 
might not go out. Oh, all right. Well, this is your also your stack then. <laughs> Thanks for being flexible. I already did mine. <laughs> Look at you. Yours. You've done two. Look at you, super Christian. <laughs> And let me help you with that. <laughs> Very kind. So I, and like I said, try to do all of them if you can. How are we doing? Are you still here? Awake? Getting it done? Love it. All right. Awesome. Now, some of, some of your bins may have ran out of uh, materials. If that's the case, that's okay. Um, we'll, we'll figure that out, um, later on. Yep. Or you All could right. share. <laughs> I know. Innovation. This front row decided to make a line up here. Innovation in this church. You guys are awesome. You have about one minute to beat the other the first service. There's a couple rows already done. Solid. Good. Raise your hands if your row's done. Yeah, are you done? Yeah. Whoa. Woo. All right. Awesome. All right, we'll finish the rest at the end of the service. Go ahead and grab a seat. Go ahead and grab a seat. Now, I love it. All right. So, you might be wondering, like, does this really make a difference? Like, what we just did, I mean, I came to church, uh, we sang some songs, you read some scripture, celebrated the senior, like, does what we just did, th does that make a difference? Well, let me ask you, if you were homeless, you didn't have a place to live, and you didn't have any supplies like the ones we just packed, would this make a difference to you? Yeah, yeah. And here's the cool thing about this. How easy was that? Wasn't that easy? I mean, it took five minutes. It took, that took, that took five minutes to pack all those bags. And today, over a thousand bags will be delivered and then be spread to the homeless. Here's the point of that. When Jesus calls us to acts of love, we oftentimes think there's, they have to be some grand expression of love. It doesn't. It's the simplest of things that make the most difference. It's offering someone some food when they're hungry or a cup of water when they're thirsty or some clothes that you have sitting in your closet that you haven't worn for a year anyway. I mean, it's the simplest of expressions, inviting someone over for a meal, going to visit someone who's sick, picking up the phone and calling someone to encourage them. It's the simplest of things that make the biggest difference. And so Jesus says this, I was hungry. And you actually gave me something to eat. 
Because whenever you did it for one of these, you did it for me. Two things Jesus said that we should be most focused on. Love God, yeah, love God, and love our neighbor. So McDowell, let's live love. Let's live love. Let's do those sorts of things that are incredibly easy for the good of the world around us without expecting anything in return. And in doing that, we'll experience the love and the grace and the hope and the peace of our Heavenly Father. And who doesn't want to experience that? We all want that. Would you stand with me? And I'm just going to say just a benediction over you. There are some t-shirts at the exit. If you have not picked up a Live Love t-shirt, we've got all the sizes. Pick one up on your way out. They're completely free. And then visit one of our local partners out in the lobby today. And now, as you leave this place, may the Spirit of God fill you and lead you each and every day. May He fill you up with love so that that love will spill out onto other people. And may you choose simple practical ways to love other people and expand God's kingdom here in the world today. Amen? Amen. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.